Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Cancer Stories podcast with the Northern Trust, local stories from local people. My name is Amy Wilson, I'm the Macmillan Information and Support Manager here in the Northern Trust and I'm delighted to introduce our guest speaker, Karen Wilson, who's going to share her journey with skin cancer. Hey Karen, thank you so much for being here today with us. And really Karen, the first question is um, what made you suspect maybe and, and go to the GP? Hello Amy, hello everyone, it's a pleasure to join you today. It started around the summer of 2019 and I noticed I had a mole on my back lower leg. I looked odd, it was on my calf and it was in a regular shape and it was quite inconsistent in colour. And I thought I better get this checked out. I am fair skinned, I am covered in freckles and moles and I knew they were all um, high risk factors. So I then went to see my GP in July and was referred to the skin clinic. And a month later, I was having the, the mole removed and it was sent off for a biopsy. And so what was it like to get that phone call then about your diagnosis? I received a letter to go in for an appointment for the results. And it was during that appointment I was diagnosed with malignant melanoma. I'll be honest, I was shocked and numb and I really had no idea what to expect moving forward. You know, would I have other cancerous moles that I hadn't spotted and what treatment would I need and how do I tell my family as I didn't want to worry them. I really was concerned and stressed and emotional. Now, my Macmillan Skin Cancer Clinical Nurse Specialist explained everything in detail. My melanoma was only in the skin, it was quite thin, in fact it was less than one millimetre and luckily it had not spread to anywhere else in my body. So I was extremely lucky to spot it in the first place and then to get it removed so quickly. And during that appointment, my specialist checked my skin, checked all my moles really to see if there was any other concerns and also checked my lymph nodes. They took me through my treatment plan, which would involve a day procedure for further surgery. And I was given great advice on what to expect. I was also given lots of useful and helpful information to take home. And my specialist was my point of contact throughout, really from diagnosis, treatment and all my follow-up appointments. They also explained how best to check my own moles and lymph nodes and to do so on a regular monthly basis. They always welcomed questions and were happy to go through everything in detail. They were fantastic and really did put me at ease. And what did your treatment look like? About a month later, I was seen by a plastic surgeon. And during this consultation, they checked my skin. They explained the procedure I would have in a matter of weeks. And it involved a wide local excision to remove more skin tissue from the area. And this was really to ensure that there were no cancerous cells left to spread within my body. 
and they advise that I may require a skin graft due to the removal of more skin tissue. And again, I was taken through everything step by step. I was also concerned about another mole on my upper arm and they agreed to remove this as a precaution. And then the day of the procedure arrived and during the pre-theatre assessment, they were hopeful that I wouldn't need a skin graft due to the elasticity around my calf. I was taken into theatre. I had one plastic surgeon working on my arm and one working in my leg, but it was a fairly quick procedure and fortunately I did not need a skin graft. Yes, I'm sure you were delighted not to, not to need that. Indeed. And what was your recovery like? My recovery period was fairly straightforward. I had to rest my leg, avoid getting the dressing and area wet. And a few weeks later, my stitches were removed. And then I continued to have a quarterly review to check my skin. That was for about another six months. And it was decided that no further treatment was required. Really having early diagnosis meant I was left with just a scar. And I do count myself very lucky. I am a skin cancer survivor and I'm well aware that others aren't as lucky. So what what was it like telling your family about your diagnosis? I was concerned about telling my family initially. And then once I had received all the information and in time to digest it, I thought I have been very lucky here and I wanted to share the news. I knew with the possibility of needing a skin graft that I would require a few weeks off work. So I decided to share the news with my family. I was able to explain that I had been diagnosed. However, it hadn't spread. It was caught early. I was very lucky. And all I required was one further procedure to ensure that all cells had been removed to avoid any future reoccurrences in that area. So my family weren't concerned at that stage at all. I really reassured them that I had been very lucky by getting this early diagnosis and that it had not spread. And now um, is it a matter of sort of surveillance and just keeping an eye on your skin? Definitely. I have learned the lesson and the importance of early diagnosis and I continue to check my skin and lymph nodes and I look out for any changes in my moles, size, shape and colour. You only get one skin and you need to protect it. And previously I'd spent time in the sun when on holiday abroad. I'd even used sunbeds and as I mentioned earlier I am fair skinned and these are all high risk factors. Now, if I'm in the sun, I wear high-factor sunscreen, I cover up, long sleeves and a hat, and I would certainly not use a sunbed ever again. Yes, I think that's that's absolutely great advice to share. And, um, you know, any other comments, Karen, about your journey? I really think if you have any doubt at all, as I say, my mole was odd and I didn't delay. So if you're in doubt, please
please go and get it checked out because that early diagnosis is so important. I dread to think if I had left it, I thought, oh, I'll visit my GP, you know, a few months or a year down the line. The key thing that worked for me was going to my GP, getting referred quickly and getting everything addressed to avoid it spreading. And my whole journey was a year and that was from the initial appointment with the GP until I was signed off as such and my specialist agreed no further treatment was required and they were happy for me to monitor my skin moving forward. So whilst, you know, you're sort of a, um, a success story, especially for early diagnosis, I'm sure, you know, it's still something you frequently worry about and worry about coming back and things like that. Yes, I would say I do worry because I am covered in freckles and moles and you always wonder, is it likely to happen again? But I think you can do so much to prevent it. Reviewing and monitoring your skin, doing that monthly check to spot any differences because when I first spotted um, my cancerous mole, I did think, this is odd, it's not like any of my other moles. I think there's something not right. So definitely doing the checks and then taking care in the sun, ensuring that you have the sunscreen on, that you're topping it up regularly. Covering up is really the key thing. Wearing the long trousers, the long sleeves, the sunglasses, the hat, staying in the shade. No, to me, it's very much about doing what you can to protect your skin. Yeah, and I think I think what people don't realise either is that even in Northern Ireland, you know, um, with our sort of lack of sun, as people would say, you know, it's still absolutely is possible to be affected by the sun, and even on a, a cold winter's day, you know, um, there's still it's still important to wear that sunscreen and have that protection. Without a doubt, I changed my daily moisturiser to ensure that it had a built-in sunscreen because I know we're used to, oh, it's cloudy, there's no sun, but now I'm aware that is not the case. There's still a risk when you see clouds in that sky. Are you protecting yourself? And I can now be confident to say, yes, I do protect my skin. Thank you so much, Karen, for sharing that with us today. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you to the folks listening. We'd be very interested to hear your feedback. Uh, we've embedded a short survey in the text around the podcast platform. So if you have any questions or feedback, or you'd like to suggest any future podcast topics, we'd really appreciate that. And uh, we hope you find this podcast helpful. Mm-hmm.